Our text is from our Old Testament lesson today from Genesis chapter 22, and I'll read verses 7 and 8 again. Isaac said to his father, the the fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. God will provide the lamb. You bow your heads with me in prayer. Father in heaven, how often your thoughts are not our thoughts, and your ways greater than our ways. And yet you always provide what we need. When we are weak, you are strong. When we are lost, you show us the way. When we are covered in sin, you provide the sacrifice needed to remove our sins and bring us into your presence. Remind us once again this day, O Lord, that you will provide all that we need. We ask this in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So what's the most difficult thing you have ever had to go through? What's the greatest trial that you've been in in your life. I think back to when I was a youngster going to grade school. It was difficult for me to stand in front of people and talk. That was hard. That was hard. I think back to when I was at the seminary, there were guys that asked the question, am I good enough? Am I good enough to be here, to be a pastor? And the answer was no, but by God's grace, we're here. I think of police officers, highway patrolmen who have to go to a person's home to tell them that a loved one has died. I think of those who have been in accidents, struggled with illnesses. I think of those who have lost a spouse or a child or a grandchild and how difficult those times must have been. And then we have our Old Testament lesson for today. And while God had asked Abraham to do difficult things in the past, this was by far the most difficult thing that God had ever asked Abraham to do. It even causes us to ask some questions. Questions like, what kind of God would ask a man to sacrifice his son, his child? Questions like, doesn't this request go against everything that God is, his very nature and character, and the values that he shared with us. As we look at this story today, I would ask you to consider some things as we think about this story. First of all, we're reminded that the Bible is a unified story from beginning to end, and it all points us to Jesus. So where do we find Jesus in this text? Second, God reminds us that he loves us. And so where is God's love found in this text? 
And third, there were times when God asked his people to demonstrate his message by acting something out. We see that in Hosea. When Hosea, God asked Hosea to marry a prostitute because his love for his people, God's love for his people, he recognized that they were prostituting themselves by going to other gods. And so he wanted Hosea to demonstrate this by marrying a prostitute. We read that in Hosea chapter 1. We look at Ezekiel, and Ezekiel was asked to lie on his side for a year to demonstrate the fact that God was going to be, that Jerusalem was going to be besieged and destroyed. And Ezekiel talks about that in Ezekiel chapter 4. And so the question is, what is God portraying in this Old Testament text today? What does God want to teach us? What does he want to teach us about sin? What does he want to teach us about temptation? What does he want to teach us about testing us and our faith? What does he want to teach us about Jesus and his love for us? And we're going to talk about that under the theme, God will provide the lamb. God will provide the lamb. Again, Abraham had plenty of times when he was tested by God throughout his life. It began when God first called him to go to the promised land. It was by faith that Abraham responded to God. God called him to go to a new land. Abraham was 75 years old. He was going to leave his father, his family, everything left behind and go to a new land that he did not know anything about. And there he would live as a foreigner. And he would live by faith, trusting that God would take care of him in that land. It was by faith that God had promised to Abraham that he would be a father to many descendants. Even though he was a hundred years old and he had not yet had a child with his wife Sarah. Abraham was as good as dead. His wife was past the age of having children. And yet he trusted in the promises of God that he would have as many descendants as the stars in the sky and that they would be as numerous as the grains of sand on the seashore. It was faith. Faith in the promises of God that made him get up early on that morning and saddle his donkey and take his son to the place where God would show him to sacrifice his son. It was by faith that Abraham cut the wood, gathered his son together, and picked up the knife and the fire to bring along. And when Isaac asked the question, Father, the fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? It was faith that made Abraham say that God would provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. God would provide the lamb. And it was faith in the promise of God that made Abraham offer his son as a sacrifice when God put him to the test. Because Abraham believed that God could raise him from the dead. 
He believed that that promise of God was true, that it was through Isaac that he would have descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. And so he was willing to sacrifice his son. And so to speak, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. And God provided the lamb. And then the Lord told Abraham that his descendants would be sojourners in a land not their own, that they would be enslaved for 400 years in a different land. But then God would bring them out and he would bring them back to the promised land. But God didn't tell Abraham that he would do this through the blood of the lamb. But that's exactly what happened. We know the Passover story. And the children of Israel were enslaved in Egypt and God called Moses to lead them out. We know that God empowered Moses to bring about the plagues that would change the mind of Pharaoh to let God's people go. But it was the last plague, the tenth plague, the final plague, that God was going to bring death throughout Egypt to the firstborn of every living creature. And Israel was not automatically going to be freed from that plague. God had asked them to do something. And it was only by trusting in the promise of God would they be saved. And they were to take a perfect male lamb and sacrifice it. And take its blood and paint it on the door frames of their home. And it was only then that God would spare the lives of his people by the blood of the Lamb. The image of God's plan, the picture of God's Lamb becomes clearer as we make our way through Holy Scripture, as we go through the passage of time. Again, we hear of the Lamb from Isaiah chapter 53. I, Isaiah identifies him as the suffering servant, the one who would be pierced for our transgression and crushed for our iniquity. The punishment that brings us peace would be upon him. And by his wounds we would be healed. Isaiah goes on to say that he would be oppressed and afflicted and yet he opened not his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before the shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. This image reminds me of a devotion that I read a number of years ago. It was written by someone at Lutheran Hour Ministry. It was a devotion who told of a man who worked in a packing plant. And over the years, he had sacrificed many different animals. He had cut the throats of all kinds of animals. He had heard the sounds that they made when he was to put them to death. He heard the cattle that would bellow and the fowl that would squawk and the, the pigs that would squeal. But one day a farmer brought in a lamb to be slaughtered. And with business as usual, the man took his knife and he slit the throat of the lamb. The lamb didn't squeal, it didn't squawk, it didn't bellow. It stood silently before the man with the blood flowing down to the ground, 
The lamb tottered towards his executioner. It licked the blood off of his hand. It stammered and fell over and slipped into death. That is Isaiah's depiction of the lamb that was led to the slaughter that opened not its mouth. And when our Lord Jesus Christ began his ministry, again, we have a new understanding of the lamb that was revealed. It was John the Baptist who pointed his disciples to Jesus Christ and said, Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But the complete understanding of Jesus as the Lamb would not fully be realized until Jesus would spend that Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday with his disciples and share that Passover meal. Jesus there would be revealed as the Passover Lamb so that the angel of death would pass over God's people and they would be saved from death. And so it is in our Old Testament lesson for today that Abraham was acting out what would take place between God and his own son, Jesus Christ. God reminds us that sin separates us from God and would separate us from him for eternity if God himself would not act. And so he set up a sacrifice with the shedding of blood so that it would cover our sin so that the angel of death would pass over us and our sins would be forgiven and we might have life with God. And that's why Peter said in his first letter, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He went on to say, He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through Him you believe in God, who raised Him from the dead, and glorified Him so that your faith and your hope are in God. Abraham's words to his son were so true. And they're true to us even today. That God will provide the lamb for us so that our sins would be forgiven and our shortcomings be covered. God will provide the lamb. And to that all God's people can say, Amen. Now may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable to your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen.